It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nashville Predators fall to the Minnesota Wild, but still get some good news on the playoff front. We'll see where the Preds stand in the playoff picture. Plus, what was the deal with the uh, the goaltender non-interference call last night? That's uh, something a lot of people are not happy about. Plus, it's Monday, which means it's plus minus day. We'll look at the highs and lows of the Preds from the past week. Coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on the forecheck.com and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Happy Monday to you, Ann. Uh, and we also have a, well, go, go ahead and say happy Monday. Happy Monday to you too, Nick. I wouldn't want to leave you hanging there. Thank you. Uh, I think that's my fault. I was so, <laughs> so eager about introducing today's sponsor, Bet Online. Oh, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. And the playoff game certainly started last night. And uh, Nashville Predators in a battle with the Minnesota Wild, their second game in the back to back, lost five to four in overtime and a last second OT goal. Uh, on a very bad play. Let's let's be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, not good. No, it was not one of the Preds' finer moments of that game. Um, what's your one word to describe last night's game, Ann? So I don't. This is probably before your time, which which hurts my heart a little bit. But I'm gonna go with it anyway. Do you know what Schoolhouse Rock is? Yeah, it's a oh. I'm just a barrel. I'm on my <laughs> standing That's... here on Capitol Hill. Yeah. That's it. So Schoolhouse Rock was a huge part of growing up. It's how I learned 99% of the things that I needed to know in high school, like the preamble to the Constitution, how a bill becomes a law, all that stuff. But one of my favorites is one called Interjections. I don't know if you remember that one. Interjections show excitement or emotion. They're generally set apart from a sentence by an exclamation point or by a comma when the feeling's not as strong. So when you're happy, hooray, or sad, awe, or frightened, eek, or mad, rats, or excited, wow, or glad, yay, an interjection starts a sentence, right? See, that was the well, keep whole... going. No, keep going. I mean, I'm just saying I could, but I won't. But yeah. that, it, that was the whole experience for the game against Minnesota, it was one interjection after another. You know, it was like, eek, oh, they turned it over again. Wow, look at that amazing goal. You know, it just was one thing after another. And so my one word to describe the game is interjection. Sounds like the day of a life of somebody that's just on cocaine. <laughs> that's a little bit what this game felt like. I mean, it was like... The minute you were like, okay, we got this, then it was like rats, you know, yeah. something would happen. So, yeah, it was it was one interjection after another. 
I don't think fans were seeing that song either in the stands last night. No, no. I think there were some other things going on. <laughs> no. Um, do you know, do you remember the, uh, it's like the choose your own adventure story? <gasps> yes. Like you're coming to the door. If you want to turn around, go to page 16. If you yes. want to move forward, continue to the next page. Love those. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about the aftermath of this mm -hmm. game. Because I feel like there's a lot of doors you can open. And that determines what the direction of the conversation for this last game is going to be. Because from a fan standpoint... Wow, that was fun as hell. Like that was yes. a fun hockey game. Probably a little pissed that you lost. Probably a little pissed at the uh, the Jacob Middleton goaltender interference non-call. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, we uh, will. Yeah, if you're looking at this just from like a big picture standpoint, you're looking at this and saying, you know what, the Preds got the job done. You know, they got a point. They're, uh, I think, according to 538, now have a 97% chance of making the playoffs. I think basically all they have to do is win one of their last three games, and they're in at this point, um, if I'm looking at that math correctly. Um, and then if you want to look at this from kind of an in-depth analytical standpoint, uh, there's probably a mm -hmm. lot that doesn't make you encouraged about you know the rest of the year moving forward. So it's weird because it's like it's like one of those like choose your own. It's like if you want to be happy and optimistic, let's go to page five and talk about <laughs> the Preds battling back multiple times to steal a point. Uh, if you want to be angry, like if you want to be angry, let's talk about the non-call. Uh, if you want to be a pessimist, let's go and talk about the, all the turnovers and the penalties and blah 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 blah. So it's like it, it feels like the direction this conversation can go really depends on what viewpoint you want to take of this game. It's true. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic one word for it. Now, I will tell you this. I loved those and I would check them out of our elementary school library. But I found out I'm super risk averse because I always had the shortest adventures. Would you get to the last page and like, wow, you chickened out on that one. That was so like I would turn the page like three times and to be like, and you turned around and went home. But yeah, though that's a great but that is a great way to look at this game because there are some things about this Minnesota game that Preds fans should feel really good about. There are some things that are very encouraging. There were some performances by players that were encouraging. But then you look at something else and you think they played shorthanded for four over four minutes. That's a you know what I'm saying? Like it's all in how you look at it. That's a great analogy. Were you wow? Were That's you my interjection? Were, there's your interjection for <laughs> there's that. There's my interjection. <laughs> uh, were you one of those people that finished like one line of adventures all the way through? Or did you like go to the page, see what happens, and then go back and be like, okay, now I want to happen if I choose this one? Oh, I totally. I am still the I'm still the person that looks before I before I choose. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't want to get like shot in the head like um Joe Pesci and Goodfellas as soon as I walk through. The right. Door. Yeah. yeah, no, I need to know. I need to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was yeah, I mean, it was such a hodgepodge of the game. And as we expand it a little bit and look back to that Tampa game, too, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's really like such kind of a bipolar way of looking at it because I look at the Tampa game and the Preds didn't play bad. Like I would I wouldn't say the Preds played bad. They mm-hmm. just got outplayed. And I kind of feel yes. the same way about the Minnesota game, too. I mean, there's a couple of things like being shorthanded for, um, you know, seven different eternity. <laughs> um, but there's also a lot that it was like it looks like, you know what, the Preds aren't really getting bodied in this game they're just mm-hmm. getting like outplayed like they're not doing a whole lot wrong it's just it looks yes like is just that much better of a team and I felt that way with Tampa too and I I, I don't know what the, I guess the the confidence level should be when you look at a game like Minnesota um, and be like okay this is like the second time in a row that, you know, they've put a lot of shots on goal that they've really sort of outplayed us and we've still come away with like a win or in this case, a point. Right. Um, a lot of people, I mean, the, the when the Ryan Johansson hat trick game happened a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, uh, you know, six goals, a big, you know, everybody was talking about, wow, it's kind of a blowout. And you, know, you look at the stats from that game and it's kind of like, wow, Minnesota actually kind of outplayed Nashville <laughs> for the majority of yeah. that game. So yeah. I don't know like, what the confidence level is when you kind of look at that and be like, okay, well, you know, the Preds kind of stayed in it. They got the point. They did what they needed to do. They just didn't really control the game at any point in time. I um, think that's been an issue all season long, though. Kind of setting an appropriate confidence level with this team has sort of been an issue all season long where there was a point in time where we were like, yeah, this is a competitive rebuild and it might not even be that competitive. And then, you know, when the Predators kind of went on a tear, it was like, okay, now wait a minute. This is a team that's got the ability to, you know, really make a a move in a postseason run. And then it's like the second half of the season. It has been so up and down with this team. It's very difficult to gauge what the confidence level is as a fan. I think that the team has done a a decent job through the ups and downs of kind of remaining relatively confident, but it's been a ride this second half of the season. And it's hard to know how to look ahead to a postseason run based on what this team has done since, you know, February, March. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be interesting to kind of see what it, what it does going forward. Uh, we're going to talk about where the Preds are in the playoffs. Uh, also that Jake Middleton call. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, had some thoughts on that one. Uh, and some more history for the Preds players and what's mm-hmm. already been a historic season so far. Do want to mention uh, to mention that today's show brought to you again by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. We of course got the NBA playoffs in full swing. Uh, MLB just started up, exciting baseball so far. And of course, next week we got the Stanley Cup playoffs. So a lot is coming up and if you want all of the updates on the sports developments league reviews and news you're going to want to go to our friends at bet online that's because bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports and more plenty of prop bets uh, money lines all that kind of stuff however you choose to gamble on sports they have you covered so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action again that is betonline.net where the game starts 
Have you ever seen an NHL player get off a team bus and think to yourself, gosh, I wish I could dress that nice? Well, with Indochino, you can. Indochino makes fully customized suits that don't require a trip to the tailor to get that perfect fit. Recently, I was shopping for a new dress shirt for my upcoming wedding, and when I decided to go with the Hyde Herringbone shirt, I was blown away at all the customization options I had. I could change the type of collar, cuffs, and even decide whether or not I wanted a chest pocket, all while being incredibly affordable, especially given the quality of the product I was getting. New colors, fabrics, and outerwear styles are added regularly too, so it's easy to create your next look. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code NHL to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com with code NHL. Well, this is uh, the last week of the regular season. That means tomorrow is our last Hot Take Tuesday. Mm-hmm. regular season uh so if you have any thoughts on you know who you'd like to see the preds play in the playoffs are they going to somehow blow it uh or hey oh, gosh. <laughs> maybe maybe go outside the preds a little bit is there a team that you're excited to watch this postseason is there somebody not a lot of people are talking about that you think could be a stanley cup contender let us know tweet us at lo underscore predators or just comment on today's youtube video uh we may d- break down your take tomorrow on our hot take tuesday show uh speaking of hot takes and mm-hmm. uh, jacob middleton falls down and <laughs> And uh, somehow that is the fault of Luke Cunning. Yes, apparently Luke Cunning's aura, his his force field, his sheer presence nearby was enough to fell Jacob Middleton. This was, and and again, I've said this before, and I will I will always say this: refereeing a game is a very difficult job. It's not a job that I would want. But when you review something. And you have the luxury of slow motion and you have the luxury of looking at it over and over again. How you land at somehow Luke Cunning caused this and it was not goalie interference. I will never know. Now, I will say the Predators did a great job killing the subsequent five on three, which was a huge momentum shift. But what a bunch of bunk. Like well, this was a bunch of bunk. And here's the thing. Like maybe like if if he saw like, Middleton slid in to Riddick or like fell down and you know they, they said like Cunning was like kind of pushing him into him still and that's why Riddick could get up but that's not what happened no. like that's not what happened at all like Middleton fell Cunning was like on him but there was no contact there was no shove he just lost an edge trying to stop in front of the net and because he fell Cunning just happened to fall like on top of him Yes, it was the effect, not the cause. Yeah, and it's like, clearly, if you go back and look at the replay, you see it. Like, that's clearly a goaltender interference because it's not like the aftermath. It's the initial contact. Right. Yeah, it was bad. Into Riddick, and then, you know, that happened to be when Cunning was also down and kind of in front of Middleton. Now, if it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Cunning's just like holding him down in the crease or like laying on top of him for something. And the play goes on for like 
five, six, seven more seconds, and then Minnesota scores, then you can look at that and be like, okay, you know what? That's probably right. Conan for, you know, not being in the play. But again, that's not what happened. Like there was like, you know, the shot was right after that. Then came the scramble in front and then the play. So it's like all the same play that started yes. like a second after that happened. So yeah, the, the refs absolutely got that wrong. And I know our friend Seth over at Locked on Wild doesn't think so, but. Uh, he's wrong. We he's love wrong. him, yeah. but he's wrong. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's not even like the Preds Homer opinion. No, that that is one that's going to need that's going to need a little um, maybe just an email or a chit chat, because that was I mean, that was a that was a blown call and and a big blown call. That was a huge uh, that made a huge difference in this game for the Predators. And um, yeah, blown call. Like and again, I hate to criticize the refs don't want their job, but when you then have the luxury of looking at it back, there's just no way that that isn't goalie interference. I mean, it's just, it is a classic case. So very frustrating in this game. But again, I thought the Predators did a good job. I think what followed showed sort of the mental toughness and the maturity of this team where that could be something that would take this game off the rails when they're then there were, you know, Minnesota's awarded the goal and then God loved David Riddick. He gave a, a little love tap and got called. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the fact that the stick didn't go somewhere else is astounding. <laughs> so the, you know, the Predators had a five on three to kill for two minutes and God love them. They did a great job. They stayed focused. Carrier, Ekholm and Sissons were on that kill for over a minute and just phenomenal play on that. It just, it shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened like that, but it did. And it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. That might come up a little bit in uh, today's plus minus, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought the Predators did a really good job. Um, and it's like fitting that, you know, after that five on three, that was killed, it was two power play goals, kind of that same sort of second chance net front scramble. Yes. Situation, you know, Uh, I thought just because of course they were that for some reason they were going to review the Matt Duchesne goal because Ryan Johansson happened to be like, you know, in the general vicinity, the general vicinity. And he did make (laughs) contact, even though he was like clearly shoved. Right. Guess who? Jacob Middleton. Um, but I was like, I was watching that play and I was watching uh, Dean Edison on the wild bench, like looking at it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if, he, if he reviews this and this gets overturned, that's like, oh, that's there will text- be rioting. That is textbook example of <laughs> somehow the NHL hates the Preds. Right. Not that I believe that storyline anyway, but. Well, it's, you know what? And, and I blame Tim Peel because you know what? You. You hot mic'd us, you let us in, we saw behind the curtain, and now we're just a little bit suspicious in Nashville. Yeah, the, the curse of Kevin Pollock lives on. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Predators are uh, in good shape right now. Pretty much everybody in the West um, that matters at this point has played 79 games. Uh, LA and St. Louis already ha- have played 80, but they're in 
um, extremely good shape. St. Louis is already clinched. They're already in the top three, so that doesn't matter. Right. Um, as it stands now, according to 538, the Preds have a 98% chance of making this postseason. Uh, they are four points ahead of Vegas with three games left to play. So, hey, never say never. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. So, of course, all it is, but, you know, Vegas – Last night, you know, it could have been a very different story last night because Vegas yes. uh, basically had the game won against San Jose and wound up blowing it in the final seconds. Um, uh, I'm so here for that. Can we just take a minute? I am so here for that. And I want to give a shout out to Nick Benino, who had two goals in that game. Nick Benino, we always loved you. We always loved you. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody said, is this the most the Preds have ever cheered for the San Jose <laughs> For real, it just, it feels a little weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a wild game, and that that certainly helps the Preds, because if Vegas had won that game, I, th- I think we're talking about maybe a little bit more oh, intense pressure. down the stretch. Um, but if I'm doing this math right, um, and that could be completely wrong, um, believe if the Preds win one um then they should be good because yeah. it shouldn't matter what well no uh basically i think if they win one and vegas doesn't win the next one they're in for sure um but yeah it, it's at the point where if the preds win one mm-hmm. uh, then they're probably smooth sailing from there yeah well, and here's the thing, regardless of getting into the playoffs and like, you know, you said percentage wise, it looks good for Nashville. Nashville needs to come out and have strong games against Calgary and Colorado yeah, and Arizona. I mean, with the way the season goes, let's not exclude Arizona, but it would be very good for this team to come out and have strong performances against those two top teams. For confidence, I think, for just getting some momentum heading into the postseason. So I think the next two games are really important. Would love to see the Predators get a win over one. Or, hey, let's say both of those teams. Just throwing it out there. Uh, I don't think you want to go into Colorado at Colorado Mm, needing a win. Like having that be a must win. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's a big ask. Yeah, at this point, I don't really think you want to go into Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) No, you really don't. You just don't. No, let's just win Tuesday night at home against Calgary and just wrap it up. That's right. Um, So it is going to be interesting to see. Um, Again, Nashville has Calgary, Colorado. And Arizona, Vegas has Dallas. Come on. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that, that could certainly say a lot about um, yeah. you know, standings at that point from there. Um, and then they have a Chicago and St. Louis to, uh, yeah, I mean, th- those are going to be uh, the handful of games. I mean, we talked about Vegas kind of having the easiest schedule down the stretch. They haven't really done well against the easy teams they've played. And now their they're two toughest opponents are, our last. So that's certainly going to be interesting. 
Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on them coming down the stretch, which, you know, Nashville can sort of relate to. But we do have some more things to talk about. It is Monday, Nick. It's the it's a new week. And that means we take a look back and we plus minus the week. We talk about what went well and maybe what was not so great for the Nashville Predators. So we have that coming up. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. You, If you've listened to the podcast, you know. Nick and I are huge fans of Built Bar. Built Bars are a protein bar that you will actually want to eat. And they have all kinds of flavors and concoctions. They have something called Built Bar Puffs. They have a protein-infused marshmallow treat called Puffs. They are covered in 100% chocolate. They have some great Puffs flavors. They have a cinnamon churro that is a favorite in our house. They have coconut marshmallow. They have banana cream pie. You are going to love the Puffs. But if you are more of a traditional protein bar guy, don't worry. They have that too. All Built Bars are covered in 100 100% chocolate. They have fantastic flavors. My favorite, Cherry Barcia, but they have a mint brownie. They have a cookies and cream. Any kind of like sweet treat that you're looking for, you're going to want to get some Built Bars instead of the candy bar that we usually all reach for about three o'clock when we're feeling like we're not going to make it through the day. Built Bars contain only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, but they are packed with 17 grams of protein, which is so much better for you than that candy bar with 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. So go ahead and replace your breakfast bar or your afternoon snack with a Built Bar. They have, like I said, all kinds of great flavors, coconut, coconut almond. They have a mint brownie double chocolate, which is a huge favorite in this house too. They're all delicious. They are always coming out with new flavors at built.com. So check their website often and see what they have. They are all about the taste, but they make sure you get lots of protein with it. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, so it's Monday. And that Monday! For plus minus, uh, where we give pluses to the Preds players or things or topics that we thought were awesome and minuses uh, to all the things we thought were absolute trash. (laughs) Maybe some things that need improvement. There Um, you go. And would you like to start us off with a plus? I would love to start us off with a plus. So this has been a season of records breaking, and I want to give a juicy plus to Philip Forsberg, who joins my boy, Matt Duchesne, in the 40 goals in a season club for the Nashville Predators. And this is big. 
because Nashville hasn't had a 40 goal scorer in franchise history until this year. And Duchesne and Forsberg have been going back and forth. And I think it's been great for both of them. Philip Forsberg got his 40th goal this weekend. And I just want to say congratulations and sign a contract because we want to have you back. <laughs> so fat plus to Philip Forsberg. Please sign in this dotted line of this commemoration form we have here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't look at the eight by eight on top of that. That doesn't mean no. anything. You don't need to read that. You don't read it. No. Uh, speaking of history, and let's give a shout out to Roman Yossi. Uh, Saturday against Tampa Bay hit the 90 point plateau. Just incredible. First, not only the only Predators player to ever hit that 90-point plateau, but the first NHL defenseman to do so on any team, any year, since Ray Bork back in the early 90s. I mean, incredible. that is elite company. And there's only been a handful of players um, who have done that at any point in their careers. So, I mean, that's incredible that Roman Yossi mm -hmm. has been able to do that. Um, it's still wild to me that there's a lot of people arguing that he's not going to win the Norris. Um, I kind of, I, you know, I'm not going to say I don't understand the argument, but I think when you do something that hasn't been done in almost 30 years and the last guy to do it was arguably one of the best defensemen to ever play the game. Um, I think that deserves some consideration. And yes, regardless, Roman Yossi is having an MVP type season. This season has been incredible for Yossi. And, you know, we thought his Norris Trophy winning season a few years ago was big and he just continues to get better. So I would agree with you. Always a fat plus for our friend Roman Yossi. Now, we do have to say some hard things on this podcast and it's not always fun for us. But I want to give a minus to the Stadium Series jerseys. Not because of the font, not because they go outside the lines, but because we cannot win in them. Yeah. <laughs> the stadiums, we are 0-3-0 and in the stadium series jerseys, and this hurts my heart a little bit because they started to grow on me. So let's just scrap the stadium series jerseys for the rest of the season. We're only a little stitious, but let's just make all of the concessions that we need to just in case and not wear those stadium series jerseys again. So frustrating. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Twitter uh, broke it down where it was since the um, since the Winter Classic. They they did a thing of whenever the Preds have worn special jerseys. Oh which gosh, included the Winter Classic jerseys, which included mm -hmm. uh, the Reverse Retros last year, uh, and including the Stadium Series this year, and they only had like a like they won only like one out of four games <laughs> with like those. Uh, it, it was oh. something wild like that. So, yeah, maybe the Predators need to, uh, you Just know. stick with what works. Just stick with the old standby. Stick to the old standby. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a minus this week. You know, we, we talked about the penalties. Oh. Uh, Predators, once again, very, very reckless in the penalty box. That is something to me that's a huge minus. It's, it's going to burn them. I mean, it burned them twice yes. last night. Um, and it certainly burned them against Tampa too. I mean, that is something that the Predators are absolutely going to need to clean up. But I'm also going to give a minus, Ann, uh, to Chris Mason in the broadcast booth. Oh, come on. Do it. There is a moment last night 
Uh, Genie in the Bottle was playing on the intercom. Mm -hmm. Chris Mason goes, yeah, Genie in the Bottle. Preds rocking out to some Britney Spears. Oh, come on, Chris Mason. Even I got Genie that one. the Bottle right. is not Britney Spears. <laughs> it is Christina Aguilera. Put some damn respect on her name, Mace. Oh, we love Chris Mason. I love Chris Mason, but I was like, you were just sitting there in your wrongness being wrong. It was uh, painful. I like, I like how it was less than like two minutes. <laughs> he was like, well, I'm getting a correction. Genie in the bottle uh, was Christina Aguilera and not Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there was some belly <laughs> producer that was like, no, no, you are going to fix this. <laughs> Whether you want yeah. to or not. Yeah. You will not disrespect the early 2000s like that. You were yes. on the Preds. You should know. You should be hip to what was going on in the Preds locker room. Yes. No, if this is ever a Jeopardy question, I think Chris Mason will not miss that question from here on out because it was an offense to everybody's sensibilities when he said that. So bless your heart, Chris Mason, but fat minus. Now, we never, ever want to end on a minus. We are optimists. We always want to end on a positive. And this is one that delights my heart to give out. And I am giving out a plus to one of my favorites, Mikhail Granlund, who I just, his mere existence is delightful. But he has now a new career best in assists. His uh, career best previously was 46 when he was with Minnesota back in 2017-18. And he now has 48 assists on the season. And we talk so much about Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne having these amazing seasons. And so much of that comes through Mikhail Granlund. And so I just don't think we can underestimate how critical his performance has been this season for the Predators. And and he is just delightful. Like, I just, fat plus to Mikhail Granlund for dishing out the apples. Yeah. Uh, what do they call them? Granny, Granny apples. apples. Granny apples. That's the nickname there. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it's better than Big Sexy. Oh, I don't know about that. I think that's uh, it. probably depends on who you ask. Yeah. Uh, he, Mikhail Granlin also two assists away uh, from hitting the 50 assist mark plateau, and he would be only one of a handful of Preds to have ever Just done Just incredible. That. Yeah. Uh, my last plus of the day, and we kind of mm -hmm. talked about it earlier, I'm going to give a plus to Alexander Carrier. Yes. We have talked about this guy so much this season, um, but it, it really feels like it cannot be understated how much of a hidden gem the Preds have found in Carrier this season. Um, last night was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, mm -hmm. We was on the ice for basically that entire five-on-three penalty kill, made a couple of really good plays. Um, on that one to, to kind of shut the wild down played at six minutes of shorthanded time. Um, and you know, he's not just a state home defenseman. He also played at two and a half minutes of power play time as well. This is a guy that does a lot of really good things. He is like the definition of a utility player. I mean, the Preds can basically mm -hmm. use him in any kind of role they see fit. Um, really great story. Overall, just the, the height of his career, how he's been able to kind of, you know, buried in the minors for so many years finally gets a chance last year makes the most of it um coming into this year still with a little bit of shredded doubt from people and look at him now i mean he is e easily i would say maybe the number three defenseman on the preds depth chart 
Yes. Uh, he's going to wind up being a valuable piece for this Preds defense for a really long time. Yes, I would agree. I think Carrier has had one of the best seasons, just very quietly, but he has had one of the best seasons for the Predators. And that's something because they've had some defensive struggles with injuries and kind of trying to nail down that third pairing. But Carrier has been rock solid, I think, this whole season. So 100% agree with you. Love him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely going to be kind of a fun thing to watch him develop. Yes. Uh, Predators take on the Calgary Flames tomorrow. That is also a must win. Uh, we'll have a full preview of that game on tomorrow's show. Plus Hot Take Tuesday. Remember to get your hot takes in. Can be about the Preds. Can be about hockey. Can be basically about anything. Ask us if you think a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll get into all of that good stuff on tomorrow's show. Uh, until then, Anne, where can the people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Predators. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, leave a comment, give us your hot takes for tomorrow, or let us know if you had a thought on anything we talked about today. That's going to do it on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow for a brand new episode. We'll see you then. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.